This is the Cletus Tootat, the two American from that there uh, Bro on the podcast. And I- I've been listening to Random Ramblings with Rob. What dog is that thing of funny? Oh, ho- 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 hold on just a minute. Tater! Tater! Can you make your wife shut up? That's better. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, genius, genius, you're, you're doing a fine job on that air band. That that boy, he's about as sharp as a bowling ball. But 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 his mama say he's hung like a wild stallion. Anyway, I think uh, everybody ought to listen to that uh, random ramblings with Rob. Because that, uh, that, that's some good shit. Uh, uh, okay, I, I gotta get off here because uh, I, I think I hear Lula Bell choking some chickens. Lula, I'm a coming, honey. Here we go. You are now listening to Random Rambling with Rock. Yay! Yeah! Boom, boom. Boom. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. First and foremost, before I do anything, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back once weekly and listening to my podcast or however you listen to podcasts. If this is your first time listening, I appreciate you taking the time out to take a chance on my podcast and see if you enjoy it. Um, That intro... <laughs> That was from the freaking Brorons podcast. And I want to give a big, giant, huge, humongous shout out to Big D and Little R for putting that together in audio form and shooting it my way via email. Hey, man, I don't take just the voicemails for my show. I mean, I take anything that you send to me and I put it out there into the world. I want you to express your creative juices on my podcast. But like clean up after yourself. I don't want your juices all over the goddamn place. But once again, big shout outs to the Bro Ron's podcast and big shout out to Big D and Little R for um, doing that for me. They didn't even have to do that. They did it out of the graciousness of their heart and their uh, love. If you want to go with that stronger word for the podcast and podcasting in general. We independent podcasters, baby. We got to stick together. Once again, I appreciate you. I can't thank you enough for that audio file. With that being said, hey, what's going on? And just a little, I was had a, a, a great, grateful gasm. That's what we call that. <laughs> I was just totally grateful for that uh, audio clip, but it got something my way. But anyway, I have a guest today, and he is the man behind the guy shaped mommy hole podcast if you want to know what the fuck that means like i did once upon a time when i stumbled across this uh twitter feed of this podcast and i was just like god shaped mommy hole what the fuck is that so i mean i asked the dude and he didn't tell me right off the bat but he uh, addressed it in his podcast for his listeners to hear 
He goes into depth with everything he does. He's passionate. He is full of rage and he is just an awesome dude. Um, he is my OG in the podcasting game. He's been podcasting for about three years and, um, I've seen from a little less than a year of what I've been listening to his podcast and some of the things that he's been doing, the progression and the deprogression and the reprogression of his show. Um, as you hear in the podcast today, you know, he's finally, um, picking up momentum. He's, um, on the right track of what he wants to do and what he wants his, uh, podcast to evolve in. And hey, man, that's fucking great. And, um, I just, he's very passionate. I just like, um, sometimes when they do the freaking periscopes for their show, he's just in there just riffing by himself. And, you know, like I told him in the podcast, I kind of envy the guy because, I mean, he's not afraid to put himself out there like that. Not only for himself, I mean, for his own sanity, but for, I guess, everyone else out there. Because, I mean, you don't know what someone else is going through unless, I mean, you, you, I don't even know what to say. It's just weird. I mean, I ain't going to cut and edit none of this shit. It's pa- I'm being passionate right now because it's coming from the heart. But, you know. You never know what somebody else is going through. I mean, it, and it's good to have that in, in you, the ability to put your flaws out there on front street for the whole world to see. And, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know. We won't know together. But, I mean, you can kind of get a feel for um, my man Tony Rager here on the um, podcast. But first, before we even get into that, we have some voice Males and um another one from the dude, the man, Jody B. Um, I, he was once upon a time called the Passes By Podcast Superfan. Shout outs to Matt, but I think he's coming over to the dark side. No pun intended. Uh, to the Random Rambles with Rob fan zone. He's gonna be one of my motherfuckers. He's, he, he's going to be the Random Rambles with Rob super fan here pretty soon. And I'm going to put it out there on Front Street. So this is going to come out Sunday. Today is uh, September 10th. And um the CM Punk fight is tonight. I forget the motherfucker's name, who he's fighting, because I don't frankly give a shit. But I know who CM Punk is because I am a wrestling fan. But me and Jody B got a bet for a crisp $5 bill. Jody B is going $5 against CM Punk. And I'm going $5 with CM Punk. So come Sunday, and you know, I'm going to be either $5 richer or I'm going to be $5 poor, which I believe I'm going to be $5 richer because they're going to go. UFC has uh, garnered a lot of buzz off the whole CM Punk thing, even though this has been two or so years in the making for this fight. Just all the buzz, all the hype surrounding this and this fucking CM Punk. I think they're going to book him the wrestling route or whatever. They're going, <laughs> they're going to let him go over. They're going to fix it. So that's why I'm putting my $5 heavily on CM Punk. So I already shunned you the message on Twitter, Jody B. Goddamn, I want my $5 in all nickels. I want my fives in nickels and I want you to stack them high and daggone wrap them in shrink wrap and put them in a box. And fucking bubble wrap that shit so the the stack don't fall down when you ship it in the mail. And I want my five dollars in nickels. Pay up, motherfucker. It's payday. Anyway, let's get into that voicemail. Freaking 
motherfucking freaking motherfucking freaking motherfucking Jody B. What up, Rob? Jody B. Hey, man, I'm sorry to catch up with you this weekend. Truth is, I've been a little sick fucking all weekend. The baby wants to see some shit, and I had some really terrible fucking news yesterday, and I'm still trying to get together. But never mind. I had a thing about the head off. I'm going to talk about the random shit. Look at the episode today. You know, get the situation. I heard you talking about giving expression to fireballs and elbows and shit. I was just curious, but I'm still a fan, you know, fucking with people myself. I like to do a lockup with a couple of my friends and I'll freak play and chop your fucking ass and give you an open chat. But I was curious about your elbow. Are you talking about when you walk up on a motherfucker, you just give them like an MMA stroke? Or do you go full theatrics and, you know, do the dip, doodle, and fucking make a dusty rose and behind a elbow that ass? try to dig me at the end of your voicemails i got you motherfucker and it wasn't the bathroom wall it was the goddamn closet wall that i shot a hole in with my shotgun anyway you had to listen to the last episode to know what the fuck we talking about but that motherfucker i'm, I'm gonna get you because jody b is gonna be on this show one day and it's just gonna be a roast fest we're just gonna roast each other back and forth so i'm giving you a forewarning so get your goddamn your mama jokes and all kind of shit ready because i'm gonna get your ass you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Now, this next voicemail is a very, very, very sports, sportial. God damn. What the fuck was I saying? It is a very special email. It comes from Steve of the Is Anyone There? 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 Podcast. And, uh, Steve is a co-host along with Alex and Zach. And they, um, pretty much do the podcast version of the survival guide to the zombie apocalypse. Um, it's great to hear from Steve. And for those of you who don't know who had never listened to the podcast, Steve is um one of the undead. He is a zombie and he is um Zach and Alex's co-host. Uh, but don't worry though. I mean, he he's not the bitey snappy kind. They they neutered him. They took his teeth out and everything so you can't do him any harm. But thanks to Dr. Frederick Hardcastle, 
they are able to communicate with Steve. And Steve reached out because Steve is on Twitter. Steve reached out to me and said, um, you know, he wanted to drop me a voicemail and, um, tell me a, a little bit about his thoughts and everything, um, in regards to his, his, um, um, what the, what the fuck they call that? I guess what zombies, his, his rage for the brains and whatnot. So, uh, thanks to Dr. Frederick Hardcastle. Um, he's invented this, uh, box called the Hawkins 5000 that they, uh, put around Steve's head and everything. And he is able to take his zombie moans and grunts and everything and convert it into word form. So this is why this is a very special voicemail for the Random Rounds of Rob podcast. Cause Steve is going to relay his zombie thoughts or Zed thoughts. I forget what they call them on the show, but he's going to convey his thoughts about hunger. To us all in audio form. So let's listen to that. Thank you, Steve. Yo, Rob, it's Steve, your brother from another mother. Listen, man, I miss food. Yes, fresh flesh and brains is delicious. Don't get me wrong, it's just, I miss the seasoned dishes. Like a nice seared ribeye or a grilled salmon. Hell, I would even go for a hamburger. I mean, I don't have the time to marinate a thigh or saute somebody's ribs. I gotta go right into it, you know what I mean. They're always like, oh god no, please don't eat me. I have a kid. I have a family. Well, you know what, fucker. I have an unquenchable thirst for blood. But you don't see me bitching. Anyways, bro, I love you and the show. Keep up the good work. And stay random. Steve out. And what a treat. That was Steve from the Is Anyone There, There, There podcast. And it, it, I always got to say it like that anytime I mention that podcast because that's how they do the intro. But, man, I appreciate it, Steve. Um, Maybe, I mean, maybe you can get with Esther or Juan, Juan, because he's the daggone the chef of, of the show there. Maybe you can get with him and he can saute you some, um, I don't know, some maybe some cat ribs. Um, He can put the thing on the top. I, I usually ask when I, when Juan makes me the thing, he puts the thing on the top and the bottom. Cause you know, it's delicious that way, but yeah, thanks to Alex and uh, Zach for letting Steve shoot me a voicemail. I know, um, you running low on the leave. So I got a supply cash coming your way and hope you get it soon. Now I done rambled all over the map uh, on this uh, episode so far. But we're going to get into the podcast with my man, Tony Rager of the God Shape Mommy Hole podcast. And once, once, once again, man, I appreciate Tony for everything he does in the podcasting community. Um, he's putting his creativity out there in the world for all of us to enjoy, especially myself. And, um, give that dude a listen. Now, whenever we did this recording, um, we did it in two parts. So we did it one night and then we recorded the second half the, the next day. So you're going to notice um, some difference in the audio. I'm going to try to clean it up the best as I can with the limited base of knowledge that I have with this fucking mixer. And, and you think I've been doing this consistently for 36 weeks now. This is episode 36, one episode a week. And you would think I would get the hang of this shit, but I don't do no research. I just turn the motherfucker on. I know which knob make the microphone work, which knob make the freaking uh, audio from the computer to the mixer to the recorder work. I know that shit. But as far as all these whippily doodads and knobs over here, look, I'm going to press a button and see what happens. 
I don't know what this doing right now, but I pressed a button and hopefully it doesn't sound totally fucked up or you might not even hear anything at all. That's how much I know about this thing. So, um, but yeah. So with the passion of the, the Christ, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to get into this next episode. Also, like I said, this is a two parts. So when we transition into the next part, we're going to have a commercial break. It comes from the M Source Rex Movie Source Rex podcast. And I appreciate those guys over there for providing me with some audio content to listen to. And, um, hey, if you want to do the same, shoot some stuff my way and I'll play it on the show. I don't give a fuck. But now let's get into this edition of the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast featuring Tony Rager. Hey, what up, brother? Man, a whole bunch of nothing. A whole bottle, not a. Am I coming in low? Uh, you always come in low, bro. Yeah, it's the bass. No trouble. It's all that bass. I got all that trouble. I got trouble. You got the bass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, I'm gonna turn the TV off. Hold on one sec. One sec. Mm-hmm. Waiting on the lady. She gonna go get me some more beer. All right. So so how are we gonna do this? Let me do it however you want to, homeboy. I'm, I, I don't never have I don't never have a plan. I just I just do things. That's good. That's good. You just let the conversation happen. Just let it happen. Exactly. All right, all right. Well Shit. Whenever you're ready, brother. Um I've been noticing, I mean, since you my OG or whatever, you the OG of the podcasting game between the both of us. Damn. Yeah. How long you been doing the show? Cause I, like three years. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I barely, like this last year, I've been taking it seriously. As you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's the change, dude? The change is the, the drive, the motivation, man. It's, 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 um, the recognition, the understanding, the, uh, the realization that this is a real thing. This can become a real money-making thing, and that's crucial because I love podcasting and I love making money. So why would I not capitalize on that? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. What and the I... only way to do that is to take that shit serious as fuck. As the fuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The only thing I take more serious than the podcast is my children, and that's it. I don't take mine too seriously because they always saying some dumb shit. It's always something, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's always something. Yeah, Look yeah. at my son right now walking around with his hey. saggy diaper, asking for his mom with a cell phone in his hand. This kid, I'll tell you what, it's crazy. My kid is not even two. This fool knows shit about the cell phone that I didn't even know about. It's insane. It's crazy. Well, he, knows how to, he knows how to do things that I never even knew was possible. Well, you need to get that uh, two-year-old over here to teach my daggone fourteen-year-old how to work a goddamn phone. This this fool be on on YouTube watching some creepy ass YouTube channel. Really creepy, man. Hold on, come here, Jude. Let me see the phone real quick. It's called Bad Baby. I think it's uh, real oh, life. What is the name that of one, it? That one's not creepy. That one's okay. No, that's creepy. It's the other one. All these motherfuckers Dude. are creepy. Like there's this there's this little this little Jumanji coming out of the fucking game looking motherfucker right here, my son. <laughs> he be he be on he be on his mom's phone watching YouTube and it's some creepy shit. Like he's watching like 
what they're like five or six, right? Yeah. They're like five or six years old, but they acting like they're babies. They got pacifiers in their mouth. They wearing onesies. They run around going gaga, gaga, gaga. And that's all it is. It's these two little badass little five year olds acting like one year olds making a mess in a house. Yeah, I bet you they got like a million subscribers or something. Yeah. Let me see. 3,000 likes and 5 million views. It's crazy. What, what the f- <laughs> I mean, crazy, that- right? They ain't doing shit. They ain't doing shit. That's like goddamn music nowadays. They just hum That mumble rap. That's like all that. Hey, man, let me get in. Yes, let me get into that category real quick. All right, the mumble rap. Let me let me get into that. Now, I was watching a video recently that made a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Basically, mumble rap is in a category of itself, a genre within itself. Mumble rap is not hip hop. Maybe the music behind mumble rap might be hip hop, but mumble rap is not hip hop. Hip hop is is uh, is is a skill. It is a a a, a what what would you call that? What, art a form. trade. It's it's an art form and a trade. It takes legit talent to be a hip hop artist, a rapper. Now, mumble rap is a bunch of garbage. Just I come into this school and then I'm and I get educated. And it's just like, what is that? There's no bars. There's no structure. There's no individual or multiple syllables. Like I grew up on hip hop, man. Yes. I like from a very young age. I was like, uh, I was a b boy for a long time. Mm. I was a gra- graffiti artist for a long time. Uh, a little after I got past those stages, I started getting into rapping. Now I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I can rap, mm. right? But people have told me that I can rap. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say I can because I don't want to be put on the spot. Oh, but damn. in the moment when I'm drunk and or high at a party and there's a cypher happening, I will murder it. Gotcha. You feel me? Um, who is your favorite artist as of current, if there is any uh, out there? Man, so many. Well, okay. So I'll go back to my first divorce. Mm. <laughs> hey, man, I'm in the same right. boat, dog. <laughs> <laughs> this is number two. So, uh, uh, well, number two came back recently. I don't know if you heard her in the background. She yeah. left and then she came back. But um, she came back like Friday. <laughs> 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 like, it's just all brand new. I was all getting used to being alone. All of a sudden, she decides to come back. Um, like, it what was the fuck were petty? you? It's like, I was at the store. <laughs> yeah, right? For four months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, from that point, from the divorce, it was Kid Cudi, because I like Kid Cudi. He, he, he's very structural. Every album leads in, lead, oh, I'm sorry about that. Let me turn that down. Um, every album goes into the next album. It's like a, it's like you're listening to a book. Mm-hmm. If you really listen to the lyrics and the song, it's all, it's, it's telling you a story through every album and every album connects. And it's it's you can vibe with it. You can listen to it, and you're like, yeah, man, yeah. And it's structured great. You know what I mean? Ah, that's gonna pick up. Let me turn the volume down. That's rude. Oh man, I was rude. I was kind of enjoying it. It was soothing. All right, it's soothing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, right now, I'm liking. I'm telling. uh, You know, it might sound racist. It might sound stereotypical, or whatever. I don't care. But white rappers are killing the game right now. Yeah, freaking who is it? White rap, Easy Logic. Yeah, you got Yellow Wolf, G Easy. Yeah. Uh, what's that other dude's name? Uh, Twenty One Pilots. They're not even hip hop artists, but they might as well be because they rap. Uh, Eminem, of course. Eminem, 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 Eminem. 
Yeah, of course. He kills the game. Who else? Who else? Hip hop wise. Shit. Let's let's do new school. I'm gonna leave old school out of it. I'm gonna leave old school out of it. Um who you, what you know what? Let me let me ask you this. Who you prefer? Busy or I mean um Tupac or Biggie? Uh, I have more fond of memories with Tupac. I'm more of a Biggie guy. I mean, I like them both, but like as yeah. far as um, Tupac's a great writer. He's a great writer, yeah. but Biggie killed it on the freestyle. No one could top Biggie on the freestyle. I think uh, I have um the most fondest memories of the Ready to Die uh, yeah. CD. It's just yeah. me and um my nephew. We was in um at my brother house, and um he, he just got the CD. And it, he was playing, um, I think it was disc two. And it was, uh, that bone and biggie joint. And we would just sit there mm-hmm. and listen to that shit for like hours, just play it over and over again on loop. Just- I, the last time I did something like that was when I was in college. It was, uh, when 50 and Kanye had that little battle. That yeah, little, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was, and, and, you know, Kanye killed 50 on that battle. I have to say structurally entertaining wise. Uh, sales wise, mm-hmm. that graduation album, it, it, it brings up every time I listen to graduation, uh, any song on that album brings up nostalgia. I start getting nostalgic and shit. I start thinking about college. I start getting that same, like it's weird when you hear something from a period of time. Let's say like back that ass up, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that song, that song starts giving me feelings. I used to like this smells like it's like you start feeling different like you start getting these weird sensations and it's bringing up this nostalgic feeling it's starting to remind you of the past that's like dude i used, to, I used to throw down back in the day man like I used, i've grown up in the hood i still live in the same hood i grew up in except i live in a house now instead of an apartment every friday when i lived in the apartments when i was in middle school there was a party in my bedroom there was a gang of black girls a gang of mexican girls and a gang of freak dancing and the song "Back That Ass Up" stayed playing in the background. Yeah, cause they gotta back that ass up. That, you, said, back you, said that, up. you said that song gives you a lot of feelings. I got a lot of feelings off of that song. I was just booty cheeks, all kind of junk. <laughs> you was just feeling all kinds of stuff. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. So what's going on, brother? What's happening? Man, we just getting settled in the house, homeboy. I mean, I just oh, you moved. Yeah, um, we were in, in Missouri, and now we're in Texas. Oh, Texas is better. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I hear. I would love to move to Texas, but I don't want to move away from my children. So I stay where I'm at. Oh, shit. Technically- and plus, I don't pay rent, so I'm not yeah. going to leave until I start balling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to milk this situation. I can agree with that statement. Yeah. Well, shit, so? I mean, it's great being here so far i mean i ain't got to worry about uh getting up well i'm lying i was about to say i don't have to worry about getting up at like four or five in the morning to go to work but still i got being at fort lost in the woods hell yeah but i still got to get up to goddamn get them ready for school and shit yeah them kids man like i was just starting to get used to being single and shit living alone and then like right when i started coming to terms with that shit my ex decided like she want to come back I got a big heart. I'm not going to tell her no because, I, you know, I don't want to be alone. I still love her. I'm mad at her. She knows I'm mad at her. Oh, yeah. But, like, I, I was like, damn, I just started getting used to being alone, walk around naked, doing what I want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not having to get up early as shit to take the kids to school and get them ready. Not having to argue with them. Like, 
not having to deal with my badass son running around, climbing on things, throwing things, yelling, or my daughter farting. My daughter loves farting for some reason. It's really strange. Really weird. Really weird. (laughs) What's it mind? It's a burp all the time. You know what? My daughter never burps. It all goes out her butt. Yeah, I was about to say that. (laughs) (laughs) It all goes out her butt. You never be burping. That's strange. I never thought about that. <laughs> oh, uh, so, so how come it took? What, what's it been? Almost a year. Almost a year, right? Since we we connected via Twitter, right? And we never we never been on each other's podcast. What happened? I don't know. I mean, it's been a little less than a year because I only got like I started, you know, interacting with your show and you. Probably a few episodes after I got started. I got started here in January. Oh, so, so it was like right when I started doing the Twitter thing. Yeah, I can. Um, I didn't start doing Twitter until like the end of November. Like I had a Twitter, but I I didn't know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> I just started learning. Yeah, because like um, I can see the change in the show from um yeah. from the time I started listening up until now. Because like it was a it, right. Yeah, because I can see a point to where, like, I'm just even looking through the um, archive or whatever. You know, Mm. you just had names and titles of the episodes, and then it went to numbers, and then it went Mm -hmm. back to names and titles again. (laughs) Yeah. See, it's it's a learning and growing experience for me because I take this shit, I take this shit serious. Now I do. Before I didn't so much. Before I didn't really care. If you you go into an old episode and you look at the description, there's the description sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, I put, I put now like, uh, the last, what, four months now I've been working with a team, Fredo and clicks. Like we've agreed that this is, we're going to do this together. Yeah. Now I can't say that it's going to last. I can't <laughs> say that it's a forever thing, Yeah. but right now we're working together and it's working well. You know, we talk, we, you know, we work on ideas, how to make it better, better artwork, better titles uh marketing and, and 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 social media strategy i mean you're seeing it dude like we're oh, killing yeah. it yeah i've seen a vast improvement from um when i started listening up until now just in the freaking um instagram post alone all the different graphics and um the audio mm-hmm. clips and everything you've been posting up there i'm like how the fuck you did that shit son <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy it well see the thing is 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 i know those two guys from art school we went to art school and we, we all three start, like, we met each other because we were in graphic design together. Mm-hmm. But then I left graphic design and went to web design. But then I dropped out and didn't learn shit. So <laughs> I can't design. I, I'm a good designer when it comes to, like, uh, you know, graphics. Yeah. But when it comes to web, I fucking suck. It's like, why? It's like, I'm $80,000 in debt because of that shit. And I didn't learn a goddamn thing. And I have no piece of paper to say that I went to school. Yeah, like, yeah. I just threw away $80,000. Just like that, like oh yeah, you can't have it, even though I didn't have it. And then what, what was like the issue with the web design and everything? Was it the code or just interest in yeah. the topic? Oh man, this is even now I don't understand what's happening. I still don't know <laughs> what the fuck is going on because okay, Fredo designed the page to be a WordPress page, which is a blog site. Yeah, I didn't. I, I initially didn't want a blog site. I wanted a legit website that we could build. But he designed it the way he designed it, and I'm not going to – it is a lot of work, you know. It, yeah. I know because I tried. So I didn't – you know, I'm not going to like, oh, I don't want it like that. I don't want it like this. It's like it's up, and it worked. But I don't know how to change shit. I don't know how to I don't know how to go in there and add shit. I don't know how to go in there and take out shit. 
So that's something I got to learn. But but leading up to that, I uh, I created the WordPress site last year in November. All right. But that site sucked. I couldn't figure out how to use the fucking WordPress site. It didn't make any sense to me. Like it looked like garbage. I tried to put in a I tried to put in a a, a, a little player from Stitcher on the site, yeah. and it, and then it just showed up as coding. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It, it like the Stitcher gives you the code to put into your website. So I put it into my website, and then it just shows the coding. It's like, what the fuck are my viewers supposed to do with the coding? I don't know. Yeah. So so I, I uh, what happened was is Fredo needed uh, models for a photo shoot to get a job. So he hit up me and and my lady. At the time, she was my fiance. Uh, they hit us up to model, you know, phone cases. It was a phone case company. So we did that. And then he said, you know, before you say yes or no, this is what I have to offer you so that, you know, more incentive for you to do it. And I told him, I was like, dude, like, hey, all you got to do is ask. You don't have to offer me nothing. But he offered me marketing social media web design and, and and strategy and all this shit so i was like all right cool we'll do that and then then he designed and came up with all this shit and that we're implementing it now so man. that's where you see that big change man I, I wish somebody would offer me some flash shit yeah it's a lot of work well yeah so that's that's what we're doing we're we're focusing heavy we're focusing real heavy on on social media and marketing because uh that's what the bread and butter you know is. we're not we're that's what we got to do because we're not we're not famous we're not we're not joe rogan we're not a stand-up comedian we don't already have a following you know what i mean exactly so what we got to do is we got to create that and the only way to do that nowadays is for social we went into um like i even i even use a new app that creates the link to the audio is the image so when the image is clicked on it goes straight to the audio oh, okay like yeah. we're like there's a lot of research there's so much shit out there dude I'm, i'll share it with you it's no big deal but like I'm like, as you can tell, I'm dead serious about this shit. This shit is no joke to me. This is my passion. This is what I love. Talking is what I have figured out this last two years is what I'm good at. It's the one thing that I like to do is talk. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, I kind of envy you in a sense because just from listening from when I started up until now, it's just like, like I, I like when I do my show and when I'm with my friends or whoever I'm chatting with, I don't have a problem talking about anything and everything under the sun. But like if it's yeah. just me, I mean, I kind of like devote like what you've been going through with your um, old lady and my, the kids yeah, and all yeah. kind of stuff like that. You have it in you to daggone broadcast that to put that out there for everybody to know what you're going through, you know, and really express your emotions. I, on the other hand, if I have a if I'm having some issues here, keep I tend to yourself. like, yeah, like keep that here. I mean, I don't have a problem talking about it, but just, I guess I'm young in the game to where I don't feel like I'm ready to put that info out there yet so much. Well, check it out. This is, this is the way I see it, man. All right. Okay. So this number, number one thing we learn in the military is perception is everything, mm-hmm. right? It does not matter. It doesn't matter how many attaboys you got. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is is what people see. Mm-hmm. All right? So what I want people to see, I want people to see me. I want people to know who I am. I want people to, because you know what? At the end of the day, people go through the same shit I go through. I'm not the only one. Exactly. I'm not the only one. Like, dude, all right, so I, I attempted suicide twice, right? I wanted to die. My life was shit. I wanted to die. 
And and the reason why I felt that way is because I felt like I'm the only motherfucker going through this. I'm the only guy that feels this way right now. No one gives a fuck. But I was wrong. That's wrong. That's the wrong way to think. I'm not the only one. There's fucking millions of people out there exactly like me going through the same shit I'm going through. But the only difference is, is I'm talking about it. I'm broadcasting to anybody that wants to listen. Because anytime someone, anytime someone could be like, man, I relate to that guy. Boom. Instant fan, instant loyal, instant fucking love, instant appreciation, instant respect. Because I know from my personal experience, anytime I listen to a podcast and I can relate to a podcaster or someone on the show, I become a fan of that person. I respect that person. Like I, you know, I follow them on social media because it's important to create a connection. Connections is everything. Conversation is everything. Conversation is the key to a connection. If you can converse with somebody and, 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 you know, even, even if they don't agree with what you're saying, but if you can converse with them and show them your point of view and accept their point of view, then you create a bond with somebody and bonds, bonds are something that nobody even talks about anymore. Nobody cares about that friendship and, and the camaraderie. Nobody thinks about these. Everybody's always about me, 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 me. And I hate that. I fucking hate that me, me, me mentality with a passion because let me tell you, America didn't get founded on me. They got founded on us. Okay. Yeah. Right. We didn't get where we are because everyone was worried about themselves. No, we got where we are because everybody looked out for each other. Right. At the end of the day, that's what it is. And I think I want to bring that back. I think it's important that we, we, we as a species, an advanced species, stay connected. People are, are like, I, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I don't like people. <laughs> like, that's because of where I live. Like, in this. Southern California, like California is the epicenter of me, right? It's the gold rush. Everybody came here because of the gold rush. And what was, what is that mentality? Oh, I want to get rich. I want to find gold for me or, or Hollywood. I want to go to Hollywood and get famous. And I'm surrounded by delusion, lying, fake people. It's gross. And, and I am disliked by a lot of people because I am open and I'm honest. A lot of people do not like me because I'm an honest person. It's crazy. Well, I don't think they don't like you because you're an honest person. They just don't like what the fuck they're hearing about themselves. I mean, yeah, I guess that's called willful ignorance. Yeah, because willful, I mean, willful bullshit. Because I, I mean, everybody know if they fucked up. I know I have a problem with procrastination. That's kind of why I started this podcast. Hard. Yes, it's hard. I have the same problem. So I mean, but. I mitigate it with drugs. <laughs> well, I, mean, I do I do drugs for every little quirk in my life. Like if I'm if I'm lacking in a part of my life where I don't want to be lacking, there's a drug for it. There's always a drug for it. And this is the way I see it. I'm a grown ass man. I'm an intelligent man. I have strong will. I'm not gonna get hooked on drugs. Aside from weed, weed is amazing. I don't consider it a drug. <laughs> I don't. I don't. It's it's a magical flower given to us by God. Yes. It cures and L. Like all the little things that we don't like, like if I'm sad, stressed, angry, depressed, any of these things, I take a, a, a nice little bowl and I smoke it and I'm fucking happy. Life is better. What's wrong with that? Why is that wrong? We're allowed to drink beer to feel better. Why can't all of America get high? Yeah, I don't understand that either. Cause I mean, all of America should get high. I mean, if you do st statistics, I can't even say that word. Damn. Yeah. I th I believe you will find that the death to alcohol imbibing ratio is like higher than weed 
<laughs> you know, there is no, there has never, ever, ever in five thousand years, the first recorded, uh, documented use of, and it has been used all the way up until the nineteen thirties. Nineteen thirties is when it became illegal. Nineteen thirties is when alcohol became illegal. It well, not not specifically nineteen thirty, but it was shortly after the end of prohibition. Carl Anslanger and then the Reefer Madness movie and all this propaganda came in. Dude, doctors in America kept marijuana in their fucking medicine bags. Back in the day when they used to do house calls, marijuana, or not marijuana, cannabis extract was the most prescribed medicine in America. Back when America was awesome. <laughs> and then they made, they made marijuana illegal, and then America went to sh- shit. I believe it. I mean... Numbers don't lie, right? No. I mean, I used to smoke the hell out of some weed before I joined the military. And <laughs> Yeah. Do you do you and remember the first time you got high? Yeah, I was like 12. Oh, well, shit. I was a year older than you. I was 13. You beat <laughs> yeah, me to like it. <laughs> I was 12. I remember I was 12 the first time, and then I had this uh, – I, I was a sixth grader. And I had a ninth grade girlfriend. 69. Yeah, yeah. I was a pimp. Still in my pimp. I keep my pimp game strong since day one. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I, I started smoking when I was 12. I remember. It wasn't good. It wasn't good weed. It was like garbage weed. But, uh, yeah. Then I stopped because I just wasn't interested, you know? Yeah. I went I went uh, all the way up until about 16, I think. 16 or 15. I smoked a couple times with my boys when I was in a tagging crew when I was a graffiti artist. Then I stopped because, you know, I graduated high school, went to college. Uh, I don't think I'd never smoked in college. That's really weird. I should have. That was be like but the place that you would start or they're going to get the most of it. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I did ecstasy in college. I did uh, triple C's. Triple C's is chorocedin, cough, cold, and congestion medicine. We take like a whole pack and trip balls for like four <laughs> hours. I did that in college. But, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, you see the pictures, dude. I got a 10 foot marijuana plant I'm standing in front of right now. 10 feet in the fucking air. <laughs> it's giant. It's giant. It's got beautiful nugs growing on it, and I just can't wait to smoke it. <laughs> and it's great because I don't have to buy weed. I could just pick it off my fucking tree like an apple. <laughs> you know? That's American. How American can you fucking get than picking a. A fucking marijuana butt off to smoke so you can relax at the end of the day and you're growing it in your own backyard. It's amazing. Oh, and man. and my house was surrounded by cops months ago. My whole my whole and I live next to a field and 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 the back part of my my yard is a, a parking lot uh, store. And then like the field was surrounded with cops, the back part was surrounded with cops, and I had like fucking twelve plants in the backyard. And I was shitting bricks, dude. It was like 1.30 in the morning. I come out with my boxers, and I'm like, what's up, guys? Hey, what's going on? And they're like, oh, we're, we're looking for some guy. And I'm like, nobody back here. <laughs> nobody back here. So, you know, they're hanging around. They're hanging around, flashing their lights. They're flashing their lights. And I'm like, god damn it. Is this one of those weird things where I'm going to get busted even though I'm legit? <laughs> no, it wasn't. They were like, hey, man, we don't care. We know you're growing. We don't care. I was like, all right. Well, I just wanted to make sure you guys. He was like, can we come in and look for the guy? I was like, yeah, he's not here, but you can come in. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like, it's amazing. It's time to live. Like, everybody should support this shit because, look, man, all right, 
look, the way I grew up, it was shitty. I, nobody should have to grow up the way I grew up. Like, and that's why I'm, I work so hard to be a good father, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I, I give a lot to it, a lot of it to the weed. Without the weed, dude, I probably would have killed myself again. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to joke. I'm not trying yeah. to make light of suicide. Don't get me wrong, but I'm a very emotional person. I'm yeah. a very emotionally intense person. So if I'm happy, I'm fucking happy. Right? You'll know, like, God damn, that guy needs to calm down. <laughs> or if I'm angry, everybody's like, God, get away from him. He's fucking pissed. Like, when I'm mad, people in my family know not to even talk to me. I'm a super intense emotional person. But so when I get pissed off or stressed out, instead of taking it out on my family, I, I, I take a hit from my fucking bowl and I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm laughing and I'm hungry. I would prefer to be happy, laughing and hungry than pissed off and treating my family like shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I feel you 100%. I can. I've got to legalize Exactly. <laughs> I, I wish they would because I'd be, me and you be smoking well, out on the microphones. I'm, hey, man. Uh, Texas, I'm pretty sure Texas is next, man. It's a big state. Hell yeah. Uh, if, if California legalizes it, Texas is going to be like, all right, man, we're on board. You're fucking right. And I'll be you, the first one in line. I can send you edibles. I sent Ray edibles. Oh. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I sent Ray some. I, I sent Ray a fucking thing of brownies. I made myself. It wasn't that great. And, you know, I used uh, I because you know I'm poor at the <laughs> end of the day. All right, so I went to the dispensary, bought an ounce of shake, the dollar shake, which is like the bottom of the bottom. The bottom and of I, the bottom. Yeah, the bottom of the bottom. It was like dollar if, shake. If, it fell shake off the bottom. Sh- it fell off the bottom shelf and rolled under the counter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all I could afford, but I told him I was sending edibles. So, I, you know, I know, I know how to do a lot of shit, man. Like, I'm, my old nickname used to be Dexter back in the day. Cause I'm smart. Like, I know a lot of shit about a lot of shit. I have a lot of useless information in my head. So, I, I capitalize on it sometimes. You know what I mean? I mean, if you want, I could send you a nice little brownie and then we could just leave it at that. You know? Just all right. Have, just find a day. Are you still, um, IRR or what? Oh, no, what are you, what are you I'm right done. Now? I'm done, done. I'm, I'm like, done, done. done like me. Yeah, we're fr- done. First of the month, I was done. Nice, nice. So you're free. I'm free, free, free. Oh. All right, man. I don't Fuck even know off. how to contain myself right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's 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 a weird thing being completely out. You know what's fucked up is uh uh I stopped going like for like the last five months. <laughs> <laughs> so like i have to pay the last five months of my sgli oh. like i'm in debt <laughs> with the fucking sgli it fucked me oh well, yeah we all in debt like right? just going back to the weeds for a moment i i can remember right, right. the first time i got high and it wasn't even on purpose per se it's okay. just like i was it was just the people i was hanging around with and um they we went to this place where they smoked the marijuana and I was just sitting there with them. I mean, I didn't want to. Oh, you caught contact. Oh boy, did I. Man, (laughs) I was high as giraffe pussy. (laughs) I come up and I didn't even know what was going on. It's just like, wow, we come funny right now. Exactly. (laughs) We, We come out the house or whatever and we walking down the street. And all of a sudden, I just couldn't stop laughing, man. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then, um, it was, it just finished raining. It had like puddles of water on the side of the road. I took my shirt off and was dragging it in the, 
water for whatever reason <laughs> I don't know. And then damn, probably I, enjoying the fuck out of that rain. That's why. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's cold on my skin. It's, it's yeah, great. Hey, and weed makes everything better. It does. It really does. It makes everything better. But it only makes things better if you accept it. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't like uh, not having control. So when they don't feel like they're in control, they freak out. So that's why people have bad experiences. Yeah. But it sounds like you had a good fucking experience. Oh, hell yeah. Like I was dragging that shirt through the water. I thought it was, I was treating it like it was a damn dog or whatever. Like I had a dog on the leash. Still walking a dog. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and jump over the bottle. Come on. And then I got home. I ate like. Two packs of deli ham out the um, paper and shit. I was just. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time I was probably like 16, 17, 16. Uh, I got high with some guys one time and, and it was laced and it pissed me off. But it was like a coke laced weed. Oh, and no. at that time I didn't know anything about it and I wasn't ready for it. And uh, I got high and then like half of my face went numb. And I was like, what Whoa. the fuck? I got mad. I got fucking pissed. And I went up to that fool. I was like, hey, bro. Hey, shit's laced. What the fuck? He was like, oh, oh, my bad. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? What do you mean, so my like, bad? I go into the kitchen, right? I make a peanut butter and ham sandwich. And I eat that shit like it's delicious. I can't even tell you what it tasted like. I don't even know. But I ate it. <laughs> and then I went to sleep. And I had I had one of these little uh, time clocks from Spencer's. It was like an arm that's, that clicked back and forth really fast. Yeah. And it had LED lights on it, and it tells you what time it is, or it says something, you know. And I was laying in my bed trying to go to sleep, and I was watching it, and it was just like blocks of light going boom, 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 each to side to side. It wasn't real fast. It didn't say shit. It was just like boom, boom, and I was like, what the fuck i need to go to bed so i went to sleep that was a bad experience you sound like you had a good experience which is great i like to hear good experiences all right they had uh, another time we was all we got high as shit we were just sitting around on the porch and um it was getting right about that time that street light was getting pretty full i had to be back in the house and damn i'm riding my bike i'm high as shit i'm laughing i'm giggling and i'm riding i'm riding and my fucking tire, it catches the curb, and I fucking mm. just fall. I just hit the ground. Boom. And uh, I'm on the ground. I'm laughing. Like, like forward? No, just sideways. Sideways. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, that would have made it way worse. Just like, damn, just imagine having a uh, a motorcycle. And like, yeah. I'm, I'm not a motorcycle rider or whatever. That's happened to me. I've had a motorcycle, and I fell over sideways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's no fun. That, <laughs> That remind me, shit, I'm just all over the place. That remind me, that motorcycle shit. We was in goddamn 29 Palms, California. We That's out, right up the street from me. And like we, a good 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah, it was like 30 minutes for me. We was out there doing um summer training and everything. So we was mm-hmm. at the end, we was getting ready to come back to North Carolina. We out there spraying down the tanks and everything, getting them clean so they can get back on the railhead and all kind of shit like that. And a dude, and, and this is the only reason to this day that what I know, why I know what a Hayabusa is. Ooh, yeah, those are beasts. So dude came in there, long ass Hayabusa, fucking extended forks in the back. And he got the extended A-arms, I mean the extended arms in the back. Exactly. And he pull in there, 
and he like make the turn like how he was going. He was just like um, going to back his bike up into the spot or whatever. So, uh-huh. <laughs> like I said, I'm not, I'm not a motorcycle rider. I'm scared of them shits. I don't want to die or whatever. Yeah. But I know the very basics. When you uh-huh. stop the motorcycle, when you turn that motherfucker off, the first thing you do is put your feet down. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. This dude, Obviously. Like, you shouldn't turn it off without your feet on the ground in the first place. Yes. Yeah, so, so this motherfucker, he pulled in so he can position himself to back up, turn the bike off, and just fell the fuck over. Didn't put his feet down. <laughs> <or nothing. laughs> and then look, it didn't, he, he, he on the ground with this big motherfucking bike on his leg. <laughs> And he's like, "Up, oh, I dropped it." I was like, "No shit, you dropped it, motherfucker!" For real, I didn't notice a big ass Hayabusa laying on top of you. It's uh, like his big brother let him borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he can't even handle it. Oh no, that's bad. I I've yeah. never seen nothing like that until this day. And then it was like, I had another <laughs> I was guy clowning so hard. Oh man, they had another guy that I work with, and he was always talking about his motorcycle, his motorcycle, his motorcycle. And because of seeing shit like that and just all the accidents that could happen riding a motorcycle, I kept telling them, I was like, dog, you need to leave the motorcycles alone, man. You're going to fucking hurt yourself one day. He's like, nah, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. And no shit. I left the office. It wasn't him, but I left the office. I went up the block and um, they had this uh, three-way intersection. It was just uh-huh. like traffic can go across freely, but they had a stop sign. Stop sign. Yeah, it was like a T intersection. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, dude at the top stop sign on the motorcycle, and he got a female on the back. <laughs> oh no! He go to make the right turn, you know, to um, go ahead, and he turned too wide, so he went over into the freaking right lane oh, as he was turning. Oh. So damn, <laughs> oh. old girl on the back of the motorcycle jumped off so fucking fast, and she was just like. <laughs> Before a dude could react and like, in the middle of the road or what? Yeah, she just like jumped off the bike and was kind of like. He must have knew that fool didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Oh, yeah. You don't play. Come on. Who makes wide turns like that? He went I too. I mean. <sighs> he went too wide and she jumped off the back of the bike and was kind of like chasing behind him to try to hold him up. And <laughs> this motherfucker just fell in the street. No. So I called back to the office. I'm how, like, see I dog? mean, how, how can you put yourself in that kind of situation? It sounds so dumb. Shit, and then you got a female on the back. So how you yes, look at that? You're putting other people's lives at risk. Man, that's the thing. You know what's crazy is when I got my motorcycle. The only the only motorcycling I ever did. Sorry, I'm burping. I had some beer. The only motorcycling I ever did was dirt biking in the foothills. I ain't never did no riding on the street. So I go to this dealership, right? Buy a bike. I had a uh, Honda CBR 1000. It was a 954. I always round up. But, uh... It was a badass bike, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I don't know how to control the bike properly. I almost crashed twice on the way home, almost hitting cars and shit. Cause I, but I eventually got it. I eventually got it. But once I'm an idiot, I was young. I was like 20. I was like 19 when, no, I was 19 when I got my bike, turned 20. Cause it was right when my daughter was born, right before my daughter was born. And, um, I crashed my bike five times in a matter of like, uh, a year. Right, my knees are jacked up from it. Broke my wrist. I get I got carpal tunnel in my wrist that I broke. But for the most part, only two of those crashes happened on accident. <laughs> <laughs> All the other times was me trying to do wheelies and shit. Man, fuck that noise. I remember I'm... one time I was in the city. It's a nice city, Rancho Cucamonga. You know, next Friday or oh, Friday yeah. after next. 
how they talk about you and Rancho Cucamonga. I've you know been, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've been around there. Yeah, that city, that city's right, but like 15 minutes from my house. So I was over there. I had, to, I, I was dating this girl that lived over there when I was in college, and I was just leaving her house on my motorcycle, and I was turning a corner, and they sprinkler the fuck out of their grass out there. That's why it looks so nice. They, they, they watered this. The ground was wet, basically, because of the government. I should have sued. I should have sued the city. I probably would have won some money, but I didn't because I wasn't thinking. I crashed because the ground was wet, you know, and I tried to punch it, and my tire slipped off and under me. Fish tail to ate shit. Fucking broke the, the, the alternator case. It's called a stator on, on a bike. Broke it, and I was stranded in Rancho Cucamonga till like, 1 in the morning so somebody could come pick me up. And then uh, after I got out of basic training, I... Uh, with the bonus, used the bonus to rebuild my motorcycle, and I traded it. And I was like, fuck that bike. <laughs> but now that I'm older, I'm like, I really want a bike again. <laughs> Don't do it, though. Don't do it. Please. Um, and it's hard. It's a hard choice. It's, a, it's really, I want my freedoms. You know, in America, <laughs> I want my freedoms. <laughs> I want to risk my life for one. I want to feel alive, bro. I want to feel alive. I want to ride around with my 10-foot marijuana plant on my back. Yes, <laughs> with a ponytail and a beard. Looking like Sons of Anarchy and shit. Yeah, I mean, what I was about to say, I was fucking um, I I can't do that motorcycle shit because it's like this is how I look at it. All right, I'm in a car, four wheels, mm-hmm. cab, all that shit. I'm driving, I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Rock hit the windshield, pink. Oh man, got a crack in my windshield. Huh, no big deal, I get it fixed. I'm mm-hmm. on a motorcycle, I'm riding, I'm riding. Pop. Rock in my face. Ah, fucking lose control. I'm on the ground. <laughs> well, you're supposed to wear a helmet, dog. Still. Don't wear helmets. Still, man. Cause like, hey, this, this, cause all right, if you're in the I car. I never had that. I never had that experience where a rock came up and hit me. That's really weird. I never thought of that. And my motorcycle didn't have a windshield for a very long time. Mm. <coughs> Living dangerous, man. I couldn't do it. I'm telling you, dude, I got fired from a job once. I was working. Okay, so we got the Route 66 out here. You know about the Route 66, yes, right? Yes, sir. It's like the most famous route in America. All right, we used to always have this big show out here, a car show, Route 66. And uh, while I was in college, I got a job working for them doing artwork, posters, designs, and also data entry. Like, I was doing everything. I only worked for them for a month. which, But what it led up to me getting fired, let go. Like, hey, we got to let you go. And I was pissed because I just got the bike. I just got the bike. And I was like, <laughs> Fuck, how am I going to pay for it now? Because these motherfuckers just fired me. Dude, I, 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 I did 165 on the way home, bro, with no windshield. My no. head was like a bobblehead behind a swamp cooler or some shit. You know what I mean? Man, like fuck a, that. If you put a fucking blow dryer to a fucking bobblehead and his head is like... La, 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 la. <laughs> that was my head doing 165 on a freeway out here. And it, uh, it was like a good, probably like 45 seconds. That I was doing it, and I was like, "All right, I'm good. I can stop now." Like I wasn't pissed off no more. I wasn't angry that I got fired. Like I got scared for my life for a split second. 165 miles an hour is the fastest I've gone. Man, the fastest I ever gone was like 110, and the only reason I didn't go faster than that was because I had a governor on my engine that I didn't know nothing about. Governors, those fucking governors. Yeah, I hear that, brother. Because it was like. I was on um I was at stationed in North Carolina and I was driving down to uh Louisiana on leave and I was going down I nine five toward Florida 
and fucking, I was like, I just got the car. I hadn't had it too long. It was a 99 Pontiac Grand Am. Okay. And I'm, I've seen those. And I'm out I see there. see them all the time out here. And I'm out there. I was like, fuck it. I want to see how fast I can go. Mash mm-hmm. it. Pedal to the floor. It got up mm-hmm. around 105. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's getting real. Got up to 110, and then all of a sudden, the engine just said, when the car slowed down, I was so yep. fucking scared. <laughs> You're like, did I ruin my car? Man, I thought I blew the engine block or something. Yeah. I was like, I ain't know yeah. what the fuck was going on. So I me, had that experience. So me being a dumbass, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Revved it all yeah. the way up. Got to 110. <clears throat> went back down and said, okay, okay. It's made to do that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're governors. They're, they're, you can take them out. There's ways to take governors out. I remember when I rebuilt... My very first car I had a Volkswagen Beetle, a 1972 California Special, and uh, I had to rebuild the engine because you know I got it. I I got that car. I think it was like 130 bucks I had, and then an Xbox. I traded for that car. All I had to do was replace the lifting rods in the engine. Oh, man. Right, so I rebuilt the whole engine, right? But then when I was rebuilding it, the guy who was like my dad would the reason why I got the house that I'm living in. Uh, that fella, he told me, he's like, hey, this is, this right here is a governor. You can take it off if you want. And I was like, off? And I ripped it off. <laughs> I was like, get that the fuck out of there. <laughs> fucking try to limit me. This is America. I, I want to be free. You're going to tell me how fast I can go. I'm going to go fast I can go. <laughs> America. America. If I put a dip in my lip. <laughs> <laughs> dipping America. Your, dipping your lip and turn your baseball cap backwards. Yeah, yeah. Put it backwards like a math catch I'm about to catch them all. <laughs> hey, Mr. Salone, have you heard of the Movie Source Rex podcast? Uh, you know what? I don't know much about the Movie Source Rex podcast, but I uh, I hear that it's a really great podcast, great movie show. Uh, they got impressions. They're not good impressions, but they're impressions. Uh, you know, they got uh, movie news. They got a uh, movie discussion. You know, I don't know much about the movie discussion, but uh, go see my new movie, Expendables 10, you know? If you want to hear more stuff like this, head over to the Movie Source Rex podcast. Or don't. Or, or don't. It don't, it don't really fucking matter, does it? Do what you want. But yeah, uh, maybe maybe do. Or don't. Please. <laughs> please. Please. Please listen to us. Where can people find us? They can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. And they can get in contact with the show via Twitter by tweeting at MREX Podcast. That's at MREX Podcast. Is that all right? You know, I was um You was you was on the tangent. You was on you was, you was in rager mode. <laughs> yeah, I was I was in I was in the mode last time. But now I have a whole nother rant. I have a whole nother rant. Well this is now, the platform to do it, sir. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So this is why the podcast. Okay, there's all these nowadays in our society, the bigger issues are um it it doesn't necessarily have to do with the color of your skin. It more more often than not has to do with your your uh, financial status, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> all right, we're gonna, we're gonna I'm gonna touch on that pipeline, the Sioux Indians. You know about this? Yes. Yeah, and they're like they're sticking attack dogs on them and shit, and it's you know what's great about this though, even though this whole thing is fucking shit, and the you know the media doesn't cover it because you know. Uh, the big corporations, the big 
gas and big oil. They're the ones funding this shit, and they're the ones that own fucking the big media. So they don't put these things on the news. Now, we're, now because of the internet these days, we have access to unlimited information and instant information and and um, what's that? What's that word? Non-filtered or diluted information. We can find it and we can access it now. We don't have to rely on the stupid ass news. The problem is the people that make a difference in the world. They're not on social media. Nope. No, they're busy working. They're busy making changes. You know what I mean? And and they might they might catch a glimpse in a newspaper or on the news, or you know if they're more um, technology technologically whatever savvy. you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, gotcha. Savvy. You know they they probably have like a Reddit or they stay up to date on news with their emails. You know when you go to email, they have some like news things sometimes. Yeah. But it's it it it. it it fucking drives me nuts, man, because the entire fucking United States of America lost its damn mind because Colin Kaepernick didn't stand up during the national anthem. That is not a big fucking deal. Who gives a fuck what he does? What we should be, what we should be caring about is like gentrification, where where you create communities where it's impossible for people to come out of. Right? Mm-hmm. That's fucking. That's terrible. And then you got then you got this thing with the Indians, man. We've the Indians have had the fucking short end in the stick the entire time this exactly. nation has been a nation. Even in 2016, they're getting the short end of the stick. And it's amazing because everything, everyone, every movement is there helping them, but mass media. Black Lives Matter is there. All these, like, I think it was over 100 tribes came together in coalition against this. It's the first time since 1863 that these, that that ever happened. Ever. So the good thing about this is bringing unity, unity among among nations. Right. It's bringing Indians back into the spotlight so that people, you know, can know that they exist because outside of outside of casinos, we don't (laughs) know. Am I wrong? Where the fuck fuck are the Indians at? I don't ever see them ever. No. (laughs) I should say Native Americans. Indians is a football team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it fucking drives me nuts, man. And then, and then you got, then you got people that defend that type of behavior, man. It drives me nuts because I like to, I like to try to live my life with a, a humble approach and a unbiased approach and, and an honest perspective, right? Yeah. Everything is, everything is so fucking wrong with this nation and everybody thinks everything is so right. It, it, it's fucking upsetting, man. It upsets me. And it's embarrassing to be an American. It's embarrassing to be a civilized human being in this country. Like we, we have Canada makes fun of us. <laughs> I was I was listening I was listening to the fifth cast today. Yeah. And they were talking about how, you know, the, their experience here. And it's and it's it's funny because they were talking about what were they talking about? It says something about um uh Oh, 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 getting busted with like a kilo of cocaine, right? Yeah. And getting like 27 years. But then you got that dickhead from that university that raped that girl and he got three months. Yeah, the system is that, way the fuck off. <laughs> it's fucked, dude. The whole thing is fucked. Like, it's scary. Like, I understand black people's plight with this whole Black Black Lives Matter. Growing up where I grew up, I'm afraid of the fucking cops, too. Mm. I don't go... Dude, I, I, like, I'm completely legit and I still drive scanning the road for cops. 
I still, because I have to prepare myself. I have to be ready if I get pulled over. I remember one time I got pulled over and I was out partying with all my friends. It was probably like 2008. Yeah. It was like, it was shortly after college. I mean, after high school. And, um, I got pulled over by a cop, right? Right on my street. So I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm right by my house. So I pull into my driveway, right? And he pulls up. He gets out, but he, it's nighttime. He, he said his flashlight isn't working and he's pointing his fucking gun flashlight at us. Whoa. Yeah. That's that type of shit we have to deal with. I'm not even black <laughs> and I'm scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like none of this shit, none of these things should be a thing, dude. We live in 2016. Nothing. There has never been a period of time in the human fucking species since we've been civilized. Has it ever been this easy to live? It's so easy to live now. Yeah. And and yet we're being fucking, you know, because of because of uh money. It's always money. Yeah. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what color you are. If like if you're a fucking millionaire black guy, you're not gonna get fucked with by cops because you got friends in high places and whatever. All right, I digress. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, you sound like um, you want to say something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey man, it's, it's like I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you speak, man. It's like story time. I, I get into it. Um, but, um, where, when, cause uh, we're roughly in the same age bracket, but uh-huh. when do you think we took the turn? Cause what, what I mean is I can remember, um, me as a little kid between the ages of maybe seven or eight to freaking man. I went up, up into high school to where, you know, both of my parents worked and if I was sick or some shit, I mean, if I wasn't like terminally ill or dying or whatever, they let me stay home by myself until somebody came home and shit like mm-hmm. that. Or I was able to freaking get up on a Saturday morning at fucking butt crack of dawn and I can go, you know, just let my parents know, Hey, I'm going to go to such and such house and I can go run around the city and play all goddamn day until the fucking street lights came on without a goddamn problem. I mean, it is not like that today because obviously there's some, sickos are to the more forefront have as they have ever been and shit like that but um society as a whole is like freaking babyfied to you know an extent fucking soft ass i want to be i want to feel safe at all times fucking pussies man it's insane they're like you're right i grew up i grew up hard too i grew up I, I all I had was my mom, and my mom wasn't. My mom ain't right in the head. My mom ain't right. You know, I'm be the first one to tell you she ain't right. You know, uh, from age yeah, about seven, eight, I was running the streets. I was gone all day with my with my two best friends out running the streets, tagging on shit. Yeah, fuck, you know, getting into all these little things. No cell phone, no point of contact. Mm-hmm. She just wait for me to get home, right? And then what? Fifteen came around. I ran away. I've been living on my own since I was fifteen. Yeah. Getting sick, yeah. Better tough it out. You got no medical <laughs> insurance, right? Yeah. That, that's what that's what helped me be tough. That's what helped me be able to navigate through life uh in a much more efficient manner than most. You know, it's simply because I had to go I had to go through the hard stuff. That's why that's why um there was an episode where Fredo was on my show where Fredo was talking about it was crazy that he saw me give my son a full glass of water knowing damn well he couldn't drink water. And and what I had, he couldn't drink out of the cup like a normal human being. Yeah. So what I had to do is I had to explain to him what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to give my son the tools to 
learn on the fly like I did because yeah. I, I can adjust and I can I can um, adapt very fast to any situation. I can come up. I can solve a problem out of nowhere when people have been struggling, like just the way I raised myself. It, it gave me a way to critically think at a higher level than most people. So I'm trying to I'm trying to take what I went through, water it down a little bit so it ain't as harsh and heartbreaking and sad. Yeah. But I'm trying to give my son a little bit of hardened, like like let him make the mistakes. Let him fuck up. Don't yeah. tell him no. Like, hey, he's gonna drink a full glass of water. Let's see if he could do it. Oh, poured it all over himself. Well, <laughs> did you learn anything, son? Well, did I you know. learn anything? Exactly. He's like, not to tip it like this. <laughs> nobody nobody does that. Everybody wants to baby their kid. Everybody wants to like hold the hand. Like, nah. When I, I'll let my kid play in the front yard and he'll be fucking with shit and it's sketchy. It gets sketchy at some point. Oh, and yeah. I get scared, but as long as I keep my eyes on him and I talk to him, you know, he's able to learn. And rather than being told what to do, he's, I'm allowing him to make the choices and the mistakes and then correct it as we go. Because in my experience, it's the only way I learn. I never learned because someone told me something. Yeah. I never, nobody, nobody, no, we need, we need examples. Like we, we come from generations of single moms, you know, yeah. there's like two generations of single moms. So that, that comes down to what do moms do? What do moms do when they're by themselves with their kids, right? They love, they comfort, and they, they do what they have to do to make sure that they eat, sleep, and are clothed. And if they're sad, they give them hugs and kisses, and they're going to tell them everything's going to be all right. Yeah, because like now, I, I can remember growing up and everything, because I was born to an older couple <laughs> my mother oh, was um she was turning 40 when she had me and my father was already 50 so uh, now yeah. yeah now my mom is uh 74 and my father is about to turn 84 this month that's crazy man so um they is like they've been around for so long and they had many kids before me and, you know there's mm -hmm. like a big age gap between me and all my older siblings because i'm the baby yeah. And um me coming up, I mean, it was a change in technology and all kind of junk like that. So I mean, it was kind of hard for them to adapt to that because they were so fucking old school. So they were they were resisting it like we do these days. Yeah, it's just like like how I resist my son playing with my cell phone. <laughs> I don't so, want that little motherfucker on my phone, man. Yeah, so it's like um I wanted the new high tech things or whatever and they would get it for me. Mm -hmm. But they wouldn't have any clue how to, you know, troubleshoot that shit, how to work it. So I find myself in that aspect, you know, learning a little bit about electronics on my own and learning how to, you know, hook up TVs and um stereo systems and all kind of stuff. Because, I mean, I didn't have, you know, nothing to reference. So, so you know, that's just me in the mild sense. I mean, I wouldn't fucking out running the streets being, you know, crazy like you was and shit. But <laughs> that's, that's Man, I, like, just me in my little nutshell. like five years. You've been writing been a book. Writing, well, I, yeah, I've been I've been I've been working on a book, uh, a memoir. You know, a period of time in my life that was significant. I've been working on it for like five years, man. There's so many stories, so much information. I, I lived a I lived a wild a wild life at a young at a young age, and and a part of it does upset me. You know what I mean? It is upsetting because I should not have had to do that. Yeah. But but I am also grateful because it made me humble. It made me wise, and and it gave me something that a lot of other people don't. And and I try to share that on the show, you know. I try to share it, the wisdom, the knowledge. A lot of it comes off all fucking get the fuck off. Oh, sorry, Bert. Get the fuck off your high horse, Tony. Shut the fuck up already, you know. But it 
it's important. It's important for, I think, as a nation that we're, man, it's so, ah, it's hard. It's frustrating because we're supposed to be the greatest nation on earth, right? Yeah, we're supposed to be got, the greatest. But yes, we're through the, so much bullshit. So much bullshit. We're so distracted. Nobody, nobody legit cares. You know, the, the, with, with, with the access of the internet that, that gave us, Unlimited information, un, un, you know, hindered information. But what it also gave us is access to everybody else's bullshit. Access to everybody all the time, always. Yeah. And that's never been a thing either in history. Never in a time in history has people been available to talk 24-7 at any moment, at any point in this world. At any point on Earth, can somebody communicate at any moment? There's no, you know, you know it all started with the telephone and then the airplane the, the connection. Now, now the reason why the world is so crazy is because everybody's always connected. Yeah. Nobody's taking time and focusing on themselves, taking that time to say, "Hey, man, this is probably what's wrong with you," or, or "You don't like when this happens." So, what can we do to change that? No, what they just access the people. So, what they do is they get on the internet and they cry and they cry uh, and yeah, they get that just, comfort from people. Yeah, they get was, that comfort. Oh, all right, man, I got that. you. Anything you need. But that doesn't allow people to adjust. It doesn't allow people to adapt. It doesn't allow people to change. It just it's just um reinforcing that that neediness, that safe place shit. Like stop being a bunch of pussies, America. Man the fuck up. Do the hard work. And if somebody makes you feel uncomfortable, boo fucking who? <laughs> boo fucking I how many times were we uncomfortable in the military? Eh, like all the time, yeah. right? Hell yeah. Having people yelling, oh the Safe, oh, dude, stress cards. Uh, well, I ain't never heard of none of that, but <laughs> oh my god, it yeah. okay. So, in the army basic, now, yeah, now they have... I, I mean, I've heard of it, but I know nothing to it from personal experience. Not personal a... experience, right? No, we got yelled at, spit on, like spit on because they were yelling, Hell yeah. you know, can't like, especially me because I was such a badass. <laughs> normally um i fucked around and would be laughing in formation and you you can only imagine how many times that motherfucker made me push oh yeah you know how many times my face was in that dirt you know because i i'm a happy person and, and a lot of times like i see the world through a common sense lens i saw how silly the the acting of the drill sergeant was we all know it's an act oh, right yeah. it's to, it's to tear us down and build us up it's an act and i thought it was funny every time but every time I got a fucking drill sergeant in my face talking shit, putting me down, degrading me, right? You didn't see me pulling a stress card. I survived. Yeah. I mean, and, and I didn't understand, you know, I mean, what are you stressing out about? You went there, you know, knowing that this shit was going to happen. You should have mentally prepared yourself beforehand because me, when I went to boot camp, I was under the impression that I was going to get fucked up way worse than, you know, what actually happened when I got there. I thought we was going to be on some full metal jacket shit. I'm getting punched in the <laughs> face and all kind of crazy shit like that. But I mean, I got there and the shit was manageable. I mean, once you learn the routine and what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do, I mean, it's fairly simple. I mean, I can say that now being that it happened fucking 16 something years ago. But, yeah. you know, in the moment, uh, I mean, yeah, I was stressed the fuck out, but I wasn't going to be the motherfucker to be sitting there breaking down and crying and shit. Not today. Oh, no. It, it's like, it was for me, my experience with boot camp was, I mean, 
I was the catch-all guy. What I mean by that is, is like, I didn't do nothing over to overachieve and I didn't do nothing under par. I was just like right there in the middle and you know, they call on me. I do what the fuck I'm supposed to do. And then I get on about my goddamn business. So what would happen when somebody would fuck up and they put them on the quarter deck and the ITM and do all the other bullshit? They would call me just for the fuck of it because I was in the area. And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's they knew. They knew. It was just like, I can uh-huh. remember, um, one, one day we have um, a certain portion in there where it's called team week. And it's like for a whole week that we get out of the um, squad bay and they send us to different places on the base and we do different jobs. Like some people go work in, um, the freaking kitchen. Some people go work with the field maintenance. They'll go out there, cut grass and shit. And other mm-hmm. people go different places, sort mail. I mean, it's just to get us away from the drill instructors for a week so they can like get away the fuck from us, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And I rem- and we would go out during the day and we would come back to the squad bay every night. So I mm-hmm. remember a couple of times during that whole week, you know, hadn't been around the drill instructor all day except for in the morning when we left and in the evening when we came back to the uh, freaking squad bay. I walk in. Motherfuckers on the quarter deck getting slayed. And he's like, all right, Robinson, get down. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I didn't need to do nothing. I wasn't even here. I get the fuck out of there as fast as I could. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. How many times did we avoid shit? I remember there was so many times that some shit was going down and I would, I would have just avoided. I would do anything in my power to, to not have to do what was happening. Exactly. It's just like, uh, I see people coming out there, getting them together to do like a police call or some shit like that. It's like, uh, I gotta go take uh, a shit. Uh, <laughs> I remember I got an article 15 at, at Lost in the Wood when, uh, when I was there for AIT because I, I didn't go to final formation. I fucking went to the PX. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. It was, uh, the weekend right before my 21st birthday too. I have shoveling rocks on my 21st birthday, bro. That's what I did because I made a fucking stupid ass choice. <laughs> well, you was hanging out there at Big Louie's or some shit? <laughs> yeah, I I don't, I think so. Yeah, well, I shit, know. I mean, I don't know if you ever remember that place. I've ever been to that place, but Big Louie has amassed an empire within 16 years. Because now it's Big Louie's the strip club. Right <laughs> next to it, they got like no, a, I, yeah, man. next door. It's all in one compound, too. So they got the Oops. Big Louie's the strip club. They got the goddamn next to it. They got a tattoo parlor. And okay. next to that, they got like a little bar and where you can get some grub at in there. Then they got a freaking uh surplus place over there where you can buy like, you know, it's right outside the gate, right? Yeah. It's like right down the road. Is the, the tattoo place like something dragon? I think so. That's where I got my chest piece at. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> that's where i got my chest tattoo at that's funny yeah so i mean he got like a whole complex out there and he got like a ch- uh <laughs> he got a fudge like it's like a candy a, yeah they got a candy a store, store there oh what they got like one of those little seeds candy stores but it's like what what would what, what, you say his name was uh, uh big louie yeah yeah big louie's candies well uh, that's he, smart that's smart that's some shit i would do you know what I mean? Build like start your own store, start making some money, and you got some friends or family that got other skills that want to open a business. You're like, I got you. You can open up your store right next to me, so you can micromanage, make sure your money's gonna be profitable. Yeah. Then, then build an empire, man. See, that's what that's I'm trying what he to did. do. But that was funny though, because like he made the candy store, and the name of it is a uh, Uranus Fudge Company. Uh, 
<laughs> really? <laughs> oh man, damn it! I love that. I love that. That's like that fool. That fool came up with an idea and capitalized on it. Yeah, See, yeah. if I would have came up with that idea, I would have had everybody telling me, "Nah, man, that's stupid. Nah, man, don't do it." Now let's talk, uh, let's talk about that. Like I mean, I, let's talk about the 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 influence of negativity. Have you ever had yeah. an idea or something like that? I mean, it can be in the past or even now that you wanted to pursue it wholeheartedly or whatever. And people was just like talking down to it or whatever. And uh, they just kind of discouraged well, you from it. Yeah. Well, um, it originally started, I originally got stuff like that when it came to my podcast, when I first started it, I remember I you talking zero, about that. Huh? I said, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. yeah I got like zero support and people were real like negative about it, but yeah, you know, that's irrelevant. But I mean, um, I've had plenty of ideas, dude, like YouTube video sketches, like, um, you know, uh, stupid comedy movies, um, sort of like I want to I want to make one similar. I want to make a movie like a short short film similar to uh, I don't know if you've seen Turbo Kid on Netflix. Oh, no, I haven't. Not yet. Uh, but you got to watch it. You got to watch it. It's like it. It's funny as fuck. It was made like last year. It's post-apocalyptic world. Um, But it has like 80s 8 bit music and then like. The, it, the blood and gore is super... Everything about the movie is absurd, which is what makes it funny to me. Okay. But, like, the the artistry behind it was great. Like, it was at top-level artistry, film shots. All these things were great. Color scheme. Artistically, the movie's great. It's one of those movies where you have to be into the movies like Napoleon Dynamite or Observant yeah. Report to get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I want to I wanna make one similar to that be off of a, a, a little scenario that... because. Basically, what my team is, what the podcast team is that I've been working with, Fredo and Clicks, like what we do during the show is we're basically comedy writers, right? Yeah. We do exactly what someone like Seth Rogen and fucking, um, what's his name would do? Uh, Franco. Franco, yeah. They would just hang out, get high, and have conversations and then fucking capitalize on them. All the funny things that would come up. So that's what we do on the show. We hang out. We, I, I mean, me and Clicks get high. Fredo doesn't get high. And I drink. So we, we do that, and then we just get into the conversation. Boom. And we just start riffing off each other, and we start building scenarios. How absurd can this be? How, how far can we take this? And that's exactly what comedy writers do for TV shows, for movies, for anything. Like, we're doing, we're doing million-dollar jobs. You know what I mean? And yet we're not there. Yeah. But the, 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 the negativity that I get is the, the fear of judgment. That, that's mostly the, the only thing I get. It's like, why are we going to do that? Why are we going to do that? How is that going to help us? How does that have to do with the podcast? But it's like, what? you can't, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, podcasting got, is the main, yeah, it's the main thing. Yes. But I mean, you're going to have to branch out eventually. I mean, you can't just man, stay in this lane. Ideas are gold, man. Ideas are what make people fucking billionaires. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't matter how absurd the idea what the what you got to do is you got to capitalize on all ideas you got to try them all out because you never know which one is going to be fucking striking gold you don't know which one is going to be it but if if you prioritize ideas based on viability of of success then you're limiting yourself yeah you can't that's the my number one thing is i don't ever want to be limited ever i don't want to be like oh i this never happened because of this no i want to try something 100 if it doesn't work i'm like all right didn't work and that's it. Nothing else. I don't want to be like, oh, well, I had an idea, but, you know, and then these things and then blah, blah, blah. No, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the excuse. Yeah, I mean, I that's what I'm I working on right now because, like, yeah. I can remember starting the podcast 
or even not even starting a podcast, just listening to podcasts myself and mm-hmm. thinking like, man, they sound like they're having a good time doing this shit. I mean, yeah. Why, why am I not doing this or whatever? I mean, I, I feel that, that I, we, we're doing it right now. And I feel like, I mean, I could do this with anybody. I could talk to anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. not saying the conversation will always be a one or it won't be awkward, but yeah, <laughs> I could talk <laughs> to people. And, um, it just, it took me over three years to even record episode one or even get into the mode of to where I was going to get the equipment to actually do it. I think that was like my first step. Once I hit that fucking Amazon button, I was like, oh shit, it's on. I mean, I done bought this shit. I done spent money on this yeah. thing. So now I have to follow through at some point. And then, you know, the things with, you know, people procrastinate. I know I'm one of those people. So now yeah, that- this podcast is one of those things to where I don't want to pick it up and just put it back down like so many other things that I've done before. You know, I want to try to keep it up. And I believe, you know, by me doing this weekly that, you know, if I can keep it up, I mean, it'll bleed over in other things. I won't be so daggone, you know, back in the same, exactly. in the same pursuit. Yeah. Because it, it, my thing is, is I'm an, I'm an idea guy. I like to create and I like attention. That's I'm not going to, not gonna not add my ego in there. I'm not perfectly non-egotistical. I'm I'm a human. I like the attention. So when I get ideas, I like to run with them because I don't I don't know what it is about me. But I just like you, I love talking. Anytime, anytime I I tell myself I can do that. Yeah, well I gotta do it. That's why. Let's see. I've been a I I just now recently announced that i'm retiring from being a tattoo artist i was a tattoo artist since i was 14 so 14 years now mm-hmm. uh used to drift cars used to to stunt um street bikes skateboarding bmx rollerblading um uh i've been a silk screener for like uh, 11 years now 12 years now yeah. i know how to do apparel all apparel type shit uh graphic design I've done graphic design since my senior year in high school uh, did web design for a little bit in college. I mean, what I, I can work on cars. I could do plumbing. I could build a house. I could rebuild motors. I mean, you, you tell me what I can't do, and I'm going to go do it. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. That, I think uh, I, I, for some unrational reason, feel like everybody should be that way. Yeah. I don't know why. I just feel like everybody should be like that because then at the end of the day, you're self-sufficient. You have to rely on nobody. And if anything happens, it's your fault and you can't blame anybody. Yeah. But maybe that's why everybody don't do it because people do like to blame things on people. Oh, yeah. You know, especially nobody wants to accept the fault, especially if I damn if I'm in here trying to build something and I fuck something up. Yeah, you're right. It's on me. But if somebody else come in this motherfucker and they break something. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You you going to fix this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. That's why I don't like other mechanics. I don't let other mechanics work on my truck or any of my vehicles. I do it all myself. Unless it's something super crazy and I can't yeah, I yeah. can't can't do it, I'll go, but I'll stand there all day. I'll stand there all day and watch everything you're doing. You know, and I, because this is the thing I have with, Yeah. This is the thing that I have with my family though. It's just like I know a little bit of something about electronics and everything. I mean, I ain't talking about like I'm in here rewiring hard drives or anything crazy like that. It's just like, mm-hmm. I know a little bit of something about a little bit of something. So anytime something go wrong with the electronics in this house, I'm the first one they run to be like, Hey, does this thing not working the way it is supposed to? And I was like, did you yeah. 
look it up? Did you, I mean, you got Google right here. Trying I mean, to figure it out. Yeah. Cause I mean, cause that's what exactly you bring it to me. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to get on YouTube or some <laughs> shit like that. So, I mean, why the fuck you can cut out the middleman by doing it yourself. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what Google and YouTube's for, man. You don't, you don't need shit. The only thing I can't figure out why my software ain't, ain't recording. <laughs> I can't figure it out as the, uh, yeah, I mean, anyway. I'm still trying to figure this podcast shit out too. Matter of fact, before we even got on the line just now, I was in here and I got this fucking, um, Behringer fucking X1204. Oh, I had that. It's a small mixer, right? Oh, uh, it's a bigger one now. It's the USB model. So I got, oh. this, I got this joint and like to turn it on. Yes, I know how to do that. <laughs> uh. Where to plug the microphone and, um, the output for the computer. Yeah, I know where to do that. Where to plug my headphones up? Yep, I know how to do that. Uh-huh. But all these other gadgets and doodads and knobs and twisties on uh-huh. this motherfucker, I don't know what none of that shit do. So I could, I could tell you. So damn, <laughs> I'm the same way. I did, I did the same thing. So uh, the guy who was like my dad, the the reason why I'm living in this house that I'm living in, uh, he was before he was a, a an electrician for the the state electrician. Yeah. Caltrans, they call it Caltrans. He was a state electrician, worked on all the, 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 uh, uh, street signs and lights and shit. Yeah. He taught me a shitload about, you know, le- electric shit, just like how you learn. But he told me, he told me, you know, showed me some, uh, other tricks and tips and stuff. And when it comes to mixers, man, it take, you got, you got, you got to focus. You got to focus hard because you got to look at your ins and your outs. And if yeah. each button is pressly, properly pressed, then you got to go into the computer, make sure you're out where your computer is selecting the output from, yeah. where it's going to, make sure all that's right. It's all complicated. But you know where I figured it out? Mm-hmm. I bet you do. You too? Yeah, man. <laughs> all right there. The- I'm just a parrot. I'm just a parrot for information. Now, it might sound like I know a whole bunch of shit, but the thing about being smart, man, the thing about being smart is, is you just got to remember shit. That's all it is. Well, shit, I ain't smart because I don't remember shit. <laughs> now, my short-term memory is shit. Oh, I have yeah. terrible, terrible short-term memory. But for some reason, I can remember something stupid like what a telomere is and how your DNA strands can stop breaking down so you don't age as fast. I can tell you stupid shit like that. But I couldn't tell you when my deal, my bills are due, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, See? my friend. Yeah. But like, God damn, my phone is getting hot. Oh, you got that, you must have got that note, the ones that with the blow, split, uh, uh, batteries. Uh, uh, uh. No, no, I would not have my phone plugged in next to my face. <laughs> no, thank you. I got the S, the S7 active. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, let me yeah, tell you about so that I got, phone. I got, what was, what? Let me tell you about that phone. That, uh, fucking that one that just been started exploding, nope. the, the note. Yeah. So my wife want that shit. Uh-huh. And, um, I was looking into it or whatever the specs and all kind of crap like that. Cause I mean, those are things that I look at, but when it comes to anybody else in this house and electronics, it's like, Oh, that look good. Let me get it. You know, shit like that. Yeah. But I'm, you know, when it comes to TVs, computers, I'm looking at the processor. I'm looking at the, yep. you know, the Hertz that is putting out as far as picture refresh. I'm looking at all that shit. They're just like, Oh, that look cool. Let me get that. But anyway, she says she want the note seven. Previous, well, currently she has the Note 3. Before that, she had the Note 2 and the Note 1. She had all the notes so far, except for, you know, the other ones. So she wanted this Note 7. So now 
the thing with the note is it comes with a pen. It's pretty much like a PDA. You can fucking write notes in it and all kind of stuff like that, which is cool because she writes and all kind of things like that. So that's logical for her to get that because she's a writer. Mm. But I'm thinking back and even up until now, every time she had a note phone, she never used the motherfucking pen. Never. Mm. And that's the only selling feature of the note. Yeah, you might as well get the you might as well get the the Galaxy. There exactly, the that's pen. what I'm saying. The only the only real difference between the Galaxy Seven and the Note Seven is this Note is a slight bit bigger. It has the yeah. Retina, freaking uh, eye scan shit or whatever. Oh, it has Retina scan. That's cool. Yeah, and mine it has, has thumbprint, but it don't have Retina scan. And it got um, you know, I think the it's something else that makes it slightly better. That's the only differences. Other than that, they the same goddamn phone. So I told her I was like. Hey, I mean, we can get the Galaxy 7 because, I mean, it's the same phone. And I told her the same shit I just told you. She's like, no, I want a Note 7. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, whatever. And the same person, I went on deployment. And, you know, we make the extra cash for going out to Iraq, Afghanistan, and whenever we deploy and shit, right? So I'm putting a little money to the side. I was like, baby, I'm going to get you something. I'm going to get me something. And then we're going to have this thing called an us gift. It's going to be a gift for the both of us that we can share together. So mm-hmm. automatically I'm in line. I was like, all right, I want to get a new TV. So I pitched the idea to her. I was like, hey, we should get a new TV as an us gift, you know, bigger than the one that we already have, you know, for the, you know, the living room and everything. So we can watch movies. She's like, yeah, I like that idea. So me. You know, whenever I can, I'm doing a little bit of research. And then when I, um, getting close to time to come back home from deployment, she's like, Oh, baby, I got a new TV. Oh, you did? For real? I was like, What size is it? She's like, It's a 50. Previously, we had a 42. I was like, Oh, uh-huh. I was like, Yeah, that's great. Cool. I get home. This, m- I ain't going to call her a motherfucker. <laughs> but, <laughs> but my loving wife yeah. bought a 50 inch projector television the big box oh no the kind you have to sit at a perfect angle to watch it yes the big box joint the one that oh no <laughs> with the tubes in the back How and everything is that? I was like, that's no. very upsetting i was like no why dude, i wasn't ready <laughs> oh fuck, and this dude. was like in the time to where they had the new flat flat joints with the lcd screens and the fucking the high refresh rates and shit like that and she went bought this motherfucker. <laughs> and that's hard. <laughs> and look, I should have I should have known something was up though, because before then, when I first met her or whatever, she had the forty two inch. Like that was like uh-huh. a big TV. But it was a motherfucking computer monitor. It wasn't like a uh-huh. regular size t- it wasn't like a regular TV. I was like, how did yeah. you even <laughs> find this shit? <laughs> oh no. And then there's like other things. I mean, I got to make sure that like if I bring up something that I want to get that I got to be like, hey, this is specifically what I want. Because if I just leave her to her own whims or whatever, I'm going to oh, yeah. come back with some crazy shit. Because damn. Start, she's going to start guessing. Yeah. I needed a hedge clipper for the yard or whatever. So naturally, I wanted to get a gas powered one or whatever because I ain't trying to deal oh. with all them cords and all that other bullshit. So I was like, it's kind of gay to have an electric one anyway. Exactly. Cause I mean, you get into it and fucking, it'll jam up easy. <laughs> and it's got to smell like gasoline burning out the rear. It's got to, you know, it's got to, your arm has to go numb after a while because of all the vibrating. Yes. So it's part of the manly duty. 
So damn, she went out to Lowe's one day. She's like, I got you a hedge clip. I was like, sweet. Getting there is the fucking, the one with the cord that you had to plug in the back and run into the house and all kind of shit. I was like, no, no, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've just been like, I'm just going to do all the shopping now. I'm just going to. It sucks sometimes because that's how I feel. Like, I, I got to do everything. I got to fucking do everything. But then it's like, I don't want to do everything. I yeah. gotta, there's a human being right there that can help. Yeah. But then you're like, ah, but they're probably going to mess it up. But then you take that chance anyways. And then, and then you get you, what you get. Like, I can't even be mad right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was um, one time, I like uh, the Apple Watch. I was like, yeah, I want to huh. get an Apple Watch. And then now um, <laughs> fucking around. They got me a, a freaking... uh a, a freaking a uh, smart watch, but it was like off of Amazon and the bitch was like $19. Yeah. And it didn't even work with the iPhone. So I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> For real. It's okay. <clears throat> it was the thought that counted. I mean, I really appreciate it. It didn't have to get me shit. So <laughs> yeah, I get like that too. Sometimes like, uh, last year. Yeah. Last year for a Valentine's day. The old lady, I gave her like 200 bucks because she wasn't working. So I gave her 200 bucks. was like, give me, you know, something, not something. Yeah. She buys me one goddamn thing, costs like $120. And I'm just like, are you kidding? The one thing she buys me is the one thing that I always lose is sunglasses. She bought oh, me some yeah. badass pair of Ray-Bans. Now, I wasn't mad that she got me Ray-Bans. I was mad because I lose shit. And I would, I'm going to be extra upset if I lose a $120 pair of sunglasses. I believe it. <laughs> I get mad when I lose a $10 pair of sunglasses. I get mad when I lose shit in general. She's <laughs> like, what's wrong with me? It's like, uh, oh, cause like, I got this thing, dog. Cause like, we talking about the short term memory and all kind of shit. I have to yeah. put my phone and my keys and everything in the same exact place every fucking time. Cause if I mm-hmm. don't, I'm gonna lose them shits. So yeah. when I go in my room, I put my phone on the nightstand. I, my keys go on the little key rack by the back door of the house. So damn, if I go to either one of those two places, I know at all times my phone is there on the nightstand or my keys are right there on that fucking key rack. Man, yeah. let, let me fuck around and put the keys on the kitchen counter. And I go to that fucking key rack and that key ain't there. I'm tearing up the motherfucking house. I'm fucking flipping couches. I'm doing everything. And the motherfucking keys is right there on the counter. It's just as like, ain't funny. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 That's, That's even on I do that shit all the time. I always keep my keys in my right pocket. Always in my right pocket. If I fuck around for any reason, put my keys in my left pocket, I'll fucking have a panic attack when I pat that right pocket in them keys, not in there. Start flipping out. Where the fuck are my keys? Y'all going around accusing everyone, but then like you, you feel it on your pocket. <laughs> oh, I, I've done that so many times. I get all mad. I'm like, what the fuck? I can never find shit. Everybody's like, well, I didn't touch it. And it's all right there with me. I'm like, oops, sorry. Sorry about that. Right. I had a couple of instances pick. like that with my wife. It's just like, um, go get to such and such. I'll be like, it's not in there where you said it was. So I go in there again and it'd be where she said it was. And I'll just fucking put it somewhere else. I'd be like, see, I told you. It wasn't in there. <laughs> I told you wasn't right there. I told you. Always trying to, always thinking I'm lying. Motherfucker. <laughs> you lying. I ain't lying. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, I've been there, done that. Shit. Yeah, All right. so I got. I'm, I'm gonna be on a couple of other shows too. I'm gonna be on a uh, fifth cast soon. 
I'm going. Uh, I'm doing uh, the Naked Porch later this evening. Oh, shit. and then I'm gonna do the Horribly Awkward as well. All right, returning to the Horribly Awkward. Yeah, yeah. Say say what's up to everybody. Oh yeah. So you wanna? How how far? We're good. We're good for now, right? You wanna? Yeah, yeah. Because I got this and the other stuff. All right, all right, brother. Block. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And as again, and again, as always. I want to ask your listeners to join in on the GSMH podcast family. We'll come over, subscribe to my podcast. You can find it on any podcasting platform. Follow all of our social media at GSMH podcast. And that would be great. You will not regret that shit. Yes, you won't regret it. It's a man of rage and also passion. He's daggone knowledgeable of the world and daggone. He got a good heart too. So daggone listen. To the man's words, and I guess the other two guys that's on your show, you can listen to them too. But mainly listen to this one because <laughs> you're on my show right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. You have a good day. All right, man. You take it easy, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you too, man. Take it easy. All right. And that was my guest this week, Tony Rager, the Rage Incarnate. And man, I appreciate that dude so much, man. He freaking he he uses his platform to voice. His, uh, issues with the world and the world has issues with him doing so, but fuck him. We do what you want. It's our shows we can do and say whatever the hell we want until the FCC come in and try to regulate podcasting, which I hope that never happens anyway. But thank you to the man, the myth, the legend, Tony Rager and listen to his podcast because it's good. Like he said, you won't regret that shit. You laugh. You'll cry, you'll get mad, then you'll probably want to get up and do something about it. But just don't punch nobody in the face because I don't think the person that you would punch in the face would like that so much. Yeah. Giggity. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I had something. I, it's, it's, it's weird because, like, when I do these podcasts, when I do it in this format to where, you know, I talk before and do the podcast in the middle and I talk afterward, you know, I'm essentially listening to the podcast over again. And as you heard what we were talking about, I got a short memory. So sometimes I forget what the fuck I'm going to say <laughs> as I'm listening to the podcast again. And I'm just like, yeah, goldfish. I am Dory finding Dory. Find my memory. Find my mind because I lost that motherfucker a long time ago. Anyway, peoples, this has been this week's edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at my personal account. where We talk about wrestling and other random things. Random. It is at it's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. And you can follow the show for all the updates and sales on merch and all kind of things like that at wait for it. R R R underscore podcast. That's three R's underscore podcast. You can go to my website, random robcast.com. Like I said, you can hit the home page, scroll down to the bottom and there you will see some merchandise themed after the show. Uh, there you can find your t-shirts, hats, bags, and even bandanas for your motherfucking face. That says motherfucker. That's my radio voice. That's my, um, salesman. 
And um, also, if you look to the left of my merchandise, there's a book there called Dark Deception written by Jay Robinson. That's Mrs. B. Rob. She wrote a book with her hands and a mind. So daggone buy that motherfucker. It's only like it's less than five dollars on iTunes or iBooks or how the eyes work. Um, What else? Oh, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm on the gram. I'm on the gram. Put a beat behind. I'm on the gram. I'm on the gram. I'm on the. Anyway, you can follow me on Instagram at random ramblings w underscore rob. Hey man, if you on Instagram, look up the hashtag Walmart log. It's just me walking around Walmart, being random. Random. Also, if you're on the interwebs, look up the hashtag RRRPC. That's three R's. PC. That stands for the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. Anything having to do with the show, you can find it through that hashtag, whether it be on Twitter, Instagram, the interwebs, all that shit. Also, if you want to drop a voicemail like the like my man Jody B did, that motherfucker, I want my $5 because CM Punk is going to win. If you want to send a voicemail like Jody B did, you can call the voice line. It's 304-TALK-ROB. Or if you don't know how the letters convert into numbers, it's 304-825-5762. Hey, man, it doesn't have to have a particular topic. It's a random voicemail. Leave a random message. Talk about anything. You can talk about um bacteria. That's the first thing that popped in my head. It was random. Random. And if you want to send me a audio file because the voicemail takes too long to pick up <laughs> and you want to be all kind of quasi-professional or semi-professional or professional, you can um, shoot those to me via email. And my email address is randomrobcast at outlook.com. So send me your audio files like the Brorons did, um, Movie Source Rex. I played their little commercial up in the show. And uh, yeah. Think that's all the plugs. Hey, use those things. Get in contact with me. We can be friends. Look on the Facebook page, which you can find by searching the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. Um, it's Facebook. Come in there, and post random shit. Shout outs to Chris. He's my dude. Goddamn dirt bike. Fucking in there posting all kinds of random things. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm done. Hey, we got some bonus content. Like I said, that email, you send me some audio shit, I play your junk. I got a bonus content this week, which is contributed by Everyone Has a Podcast. Podcast. It's not two P's. It's a, <laughs> I don't know. Everyone Has a Podcast Podcast. Or Anyway, they contributed did, 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 did some stuff for the bonus content section of this week's episode. So after I'm done rambling and I signed the fuck off. You can listen to the bonus content. They left me some Rizap. They spitting bars. They got that hot shit, son. So I appreciate you guys for sending me that audio. I appreciate you guys for listening to the episode. Thank you to Tony Rager, Jody B, Brorons, Movie Source Rex, everybody in the world. Thank you. And I'll see you next time. Bonus content. Back at 
with a motherfucking track blasting. Can't be kept a secret like a hack password. I don't give a shit, just a constipation. Off here in the stars like a constellation. Like I'm on vacation with a blunt and some liquor while I'm on a spaceship. Won't step back, I step up. Hoes talk a mess, they get swept up. Leave them talking in their drawers like a wet slut. You don't get what I got in this motherfucker because I'm eating you like supper, you ain't kept up. Fall so fucking big in these drawers. I thought you would have heard I'm fucking dragging as I crapped up. Past you, seen the stratosphere, and I grabbed another gear and just blasted through. I can bring this motherfucker like you want it. No rent up in this motherfucker. I'ma own it. Next stretch out in this motherfucker. Brontosaurus, you just listened to my verse. But this my chorus. Cause I'm a disaster, see? A catastrophe. Typing up these verses like I mashed the keys. Just spit out what was written and I rap with these. Delivered you a motherfucking masterpiece. Just ask for me. I'll deliver you a sliver of the underground blasphemy. This shit's got bitches going down just like a Titanic chip that made a splash when it crashed at sea. I got that audio that hits you like a body blow. Goes up and down your spine before it gets you in the cardio. Drop my fucking mixinger and I swear to a partio. It's Arcanus. I was in Perth. I crash land to Earth. And then I fucked it off its axis. I don't need drugs, bitch. I'm higher than taxes. Born nothing. I'll die a legend. Check what the plaque says when I'm past oh, ten. shit. I can bring this Not impressed with this? I'm at the precipice Talking to my demons like an exorcist Trying to find a fucking label who says yes to this I'm obsessed with this, the best there is The question is, does anybody know it? Or am I just imploding seeming desperate? Let me rest a bit, before I get stressed and quit Leave the fucking game and take what's left of it Throw a tantrum and start slamming my doors Shut my furniture with samurai swords Well I stammer my words Man I'm absurd But I'm just a man of my word Stand up as a fan of this decision's unanimous It's Arcanist I'm commanding my herd Come along if you like it I'm so strong with the mic Just drop the track and fucking fracture the world I can bring this motherfucker Like you want it No rent up in this motherfucker I'ma own it Next stretch out in this motherfucker Brontosaurus you just listened to my verse, but this my chorus. Damn, that was a good song.